Welcome to Look Who's Talking. It was a slaughter in week three survivor. Did you survive? Hopefully the Bills can squish some very impressive fish and Geno Smith goes back to New York. Here we go. Freestyle. Welcome to Look Who's Talking, or welcome back to Look Who's Talking. For all you beautiful Look Who's Talkers out there, your favorite NFL po- NFL gambling podcast. Uh, we are right in the most beautiful part of the season. It's not the start. It's not nearly the middle. There's so much football left. I'm, I'm half hard just thinking about it. Uh, also, I did survive week three. The crazy, crazy upsets by some big underdogs. Shout out to Josh Dobbs. Big first starting win i think at least the only one that really matters beats the dallas cowboys at home uh anyway thanks for tuning in however you are found us uh apple itunes spotify google play stitcher lambo uh all of our episodes brought to you by huck media the wonderful people at huck media in toronto uh for any and all media needs go to at huck media or huckmedia.ca. uh yeah you can follow follow our show on tiktok and instagram at hughes talking h-u-s talking and you can follow our hilarious, wonderful, and sometimes looks like he's wearing a toupee guest host, uh, <laughs> my homie, uh, Weird Mike. Uh, he's just throws out these organic overs sometimes. They seem to be rolling. Uh, anyway, he's got a smash and sprinkle for you. I got my Hugh picks. We are 11, 6, and 1 for the season. We went 3 and 3 week one, 5 0 oh, and 1 week two, and 3 and 3 again. Uh, anyways, just tune in for that. I've also given you three teasers so far this season, and they have all hit and they all have geographically enhanced names that weird Mike really likes. Uh, anyway, we've got a lot of weird Mike fans always, uh, DMing me about what he wants. Remember to follow him at weird Mike spelled weird M I C. If you can't spell that, I'm surprised you found the show. Michael, how you doing? Did you survive? And what the hell else is going on? Careful, everybody barking up Hughes Tree for that weird mic info. You might get a little too much info. A little <laughs> TMI happens real quick with Weird Mike. That's true. Welcome back. Episode 152, season seven. Super jacked. I am doing well. Thank you for asking, Hugh. I've shaken off the the stench of another stinker. Week three. After two solid jabs to my chin, I took a serious body blow and a standing eight count after week three on Sunday. I'm dropping the golf. I'm picking up the boxing analogies this year. Okay. However, on Monday, I found release. And after release, an epiphany of the Bengals on Monday night. I think Weird Mike is back, everybody. I shot up like The Undertaker and realized that the Bengals... Not a chance in hell we're going to lose that Monday night football game. Having everybody 2-1 and one in the division ahead of them, no way they catch three teams at 0-3. And, and, of course, the Super Bowl rematch. Who cares if it wasn't last year? <laughs> Nobody changes on the Bengals. Look it up. They have the least amount of roster change in the history of the league. They still got 80%, even through all the free agency. So I got down hard on the Bengals, and I didn't post it because I was a little gun-shy, okay? Weird Mike confessionals. I was a little gun-shy. Everybody was shitting on the picks, and they were right to, right? You're t- you've you been carrying, the- we-, we alternate. We're not, we're rarely f- fire at the same time, right, Hugh? 
I'm going back to the golf. It's like a, it's a scramble slash best ball with us. You know what I mean? Which, which, by the way, I fucking hate. <laughs> golf is an individual sport. Play your own fucking ball. Okay, I don't care where your drive went or anyway. But listen, well, if I go, guys playing the Ryder Cup this weekend. Oh, can't wait for the Ryder Cup. Little little in store with the Ryder Cup. My dad, my dad. Shout out to my pops. I golfed with him twice this week. Um, he's going to Europe. Him and my mom are going to Europe. They're literally like flying in right now uh, to Zurich and then going to Prague. And then they're on some river cruise and a big train ride. And it all sounds wonderful, except he accidentally planned it around uh, like around the Ryder Cup or somebody else did. And he's along for the ride. He's excited about the trip, but devastated that it happens to be during the Ryder Cup when he had a part in planning it. I've never seen my dad like just put his face in his hands before. Like, unless he's, like, looking at my, like, grade six report card or something. <laughs> um, anyway, very fired up for the Ryder Cup. Uh, also, yeah, the, uh, if, if I go 0-6 and you miss your, your smash and sprinkle, as long as the Titans cover, Huck got it right. <laughs> you know, that's how we do it here at Look Who's Talking, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, also, yeah, the Bengals, it, when, when it started coming on on Monday Night Football, uh, I was like, yeah, I, I do like the Bengals money line here, but I was already on the Rams plus three and a half, but seeing them come out in the white Bengals, uh, white Bengal unis, I'm like, they're not losing. Also, they're not going 0-3 if Joe's starting. However, I have faith in this guy named Sean McVegas. okay? 3-0 and with covers so far. My beautiful preseason pick to go over their win total, LA Rams, all right? Let week two kicks a field goal at the end of regulation claims. He has no idea what the spread is. Yeah, right. All right. I'm officially never believing any coach who ever says that ever again. Point spread is everywhere. Okay. You could, you could know what the spread is on a game and be a florist. All right. This guy's the coach of the team. It's everywhere. He knows, he knows what he's doing. And he covered again for me on Monday night football. Three and a half was the late line when Joe was, was announced as a starter. I think he knows, but I think he's oddly like anything could happen at any time. So somebody runs into the kicker and he makes the kick. And now the game isn't over. There's one more play on an onside quick. Anyway, I'm rolling with Sean McVegas for a lot of games this season. I'm staying away this week. It's kind of a weird game against Indy, uh, but I wouldn't pick Indy. But uh, just because of the unpredictability of Anthony Richardson, who, if you missed the first quarter against Houston two weeks ago, I'm telling you, there's a little bit of superstar in there. I don't know what it is yet, but it's a Vince Young raw talent thing. I'm not sure. I'm not saying he's going to the Hall of Fame, but this guy is a beast. So I don't know if he's playing. Also, Minshew looked great. Big congratulations to Gardner Minshew. Big win against the Baltimore Ravens. Fucking in my guy. official stay away game, I'm three for three yeah, with predicting a like stay away from this heavy favorite. Are you cashing on these money lines? Like these money lines are massive. I did not. The Colts one, uh, not really. Like this, uh, this, like Seahawks Lions, I was all over. I, I don't think I've ever thought a game was more over when they sacked them in the end zone. Yeah. Like I turned the TV off. I began my Sunday patting myself on the back for surviving what turned out to be a, you know, a bit of a dog fight, the weather, this motherfucker never stops, man. <laughs> Min shoes out of control. 
He's a good he's a good quarterback. You know what? He's almost like a comic book character, man. Everyone's talking about cousins and all this shit. The Jets should cousins? throw us. What are you talking about? The Jets Who's talking should, about cousins. Uh, people saying like the Jets should trade for cousins. Uh, I'm saying the Jets should throw a second rounder at the Colts and be like, please give us Gardner Minshew. All right. Well, I don't think any. No, no, I don't think any. I think the Colts got some weird fuck you mojo going. They do. Also, Shane Steichen. All right. Props to him. He's two and one. Former uh, Eagles coordinator, coach the yeah. coach of the Colts. Also, I don't like John Harbaugh, coach of the Ravens. So just the way he really fuck you'd the Ravens at the end of that game, I liked it. And um, it was brought to my attention that the the ball the, the Colts history and the Baltimore shit like that still runs deep. Like, yeah, we don't think about that as a rivalry, but like, you know, maybe Ursay walked into the room and he's like, "Hey, if you guys steal this." Everybody gets a rolly. You understand? You want a rolly? You want a rolly? Beat these goddamn Ravens. And um, they're definitely. It's fun working for an irrational owner. Okay. Or like just one who's a little bit like off the wall with stuff like that. I work for two. <laughs> like, you know, you can have an okay day and whatever. You have like a slightly good day. Man, let's get 10 kegs tonight. Uh, you know what? I like this company. <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. Just, um, I survived by the way. I, I was honest on the podcast. I said, look guys, 90% I'm taking Seattle because I think it's going to be a fuck soup week. So I, I survived with Seattle, uh, a little hairy in the first half. Andy Dalton came to play. Uh, but then the Seahawks are a good team, man. And they rolled through. They got a lot of injuries though. A lot of injuries, seven starters out, two more hurt on, uh, on Sunday. And what happened with you guys? I, what happened with the cemetery? People want to know, bro. Cemetery crew, how many entries did you have? How many do you have left? And did we you survive six. with the high roller? We had six. I survived high roller, KC. Nice. We lost two entries. We're down to three entries. The Ravens, after hearing your now flawless survivors stay away from. Come on. These guys, these they were rallying around the Ravens. And I'm like, guys, this isn't the week. And. They're like, Mike, I've heard, I've listened to you put Raven's shit down my throat for a decade. And I finally come around to take them. And it's the week you say no. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta have a, you gotta have the blessing of the guy's team to take it. You know, when we took the Broncos, we asked you, Fab, you're a Bronco nut. We asked you, is it their week? Is it going to happen? You know, this just in. It was not the Broncos week. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm just saying. I know general. what you mean. I know what you mean. I don't want to make up a team because, you know, it's team yeah, the Broncos. Yeah. Nevertheless, tripped up with Baltimore and Dallas. Baltimore was the one we needed to stay away from, but yeah. we didn't. We got three left. And this week's, uh, you know, I think everybody's going to jump back on Philly and Washington is the trip-up team for Philly. So I'm not crazy about that one. And, of course, Arizona at San Fran, biggest spread of the year, 14 points. Thursday night rest to Sunday. Everybody jerking the chain, nine. I don't know. I don't know. I think you know, it's, I don't. I don't know too. It's such an obvious pick. It's like okay, San Fran's like they look. They look pretty unstoppable right now. But uh, but I don't want to bet it against Josh Dobbs. Um, the, the, the guy's an athlete. 
he seems a little possessed right now because imagine reading the news. Okay. When you, the Arizona Cardinals trade a sixth round pick to the Cleveland Browns two weeks before the season starts for, for you. All right. And you're reading the news about it. And in that same news article, it says, Oh, it is, it is widely suspected that Arizona is tanking <laughs> by picking up you. <laughs> I don't know, man. That lights a fire under your belly, right? It does. It does. He was the better oh. quarterback in that Dallas game. He was the better quarterback uh, in, in, you know, in 75% of the game against Washington, too. So I don't know. And they have the Terminator, bro, James Connor. That guy's. Three straight games where they've come out to a first half lead that's not fake, that's not Fugazi. Anyway, I look back, I'm like, they could legit be the second best team in the league right now, three and oh, <laughs> right? I don't know, weird stuff. It's why I love the NFL. Okay, remember, most teams are in the middle, so the whole world classified Arizona not just as a bad team, but as a tanking team, and it is apparent that they are a not tanking and b more closer to the bottom of the middle than like the bottom, at least right now, especially with a running quarterback. So yeah, good for the, good for the Cardinals. Great for us. If you did not take Dallas on your survivor pick Huck, uh, before we move on to who's like surviving this week, uh, Huck, you survived, right? I survived Kansas city. Giddy up. All right. I still got the chiefs and they are, that's who kind of I'm looking at this week. 10 point, 10 point road favorites in New York facing a New York Jets team that's on the verge of a mutiny if they don't find a new quarterback. The uh, the rent boss will be at MetLife. Oh, yeah, Brent's going to, to the yeah, Sunday Nighter? Back-to-back weeks, big dog in the Motor City, rent boss at the Big Apple, your boy Gino. Like you said in the intro, I didn't even know he played for the Giants, bro. Yeah, bro. I, everybody, I stopped his opening. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, bro, he played for the Jets. No, no, no. He played for both. Okay. Yeah, okay. There you so go. there's two New York teams. I'll get right into this. Okay. This is like, I, cause sometimes it's beautiful, by the way, when you're going throughout, you're, you know, trying to make your picks for the week for our podcast, like my favorite part of the week. Like, I love that we produce some sort of NFL media that I'm not just making picks in my head to just write a ticket on Sunday like to actually come and talk about this and every now and then I'm like, okay, what, you know what I'm looking for more NFL film stuff. And I saw this little thing on Instagram of Gino talking to Jackson Smith Enigma, his rookie wide receiver who had a tough first half against Carolina. And just the way he talked to him, I'm like, oh, this guy's really like dialed in as the leader of the Seahawks offense. And then I thought to myself, Oh my God, he was the guy who stopped Eli Manning's, consecutive game streak eli was not playing good he wasn't totally healthy yes, i remember and um the the giants coach had that weird name was it mcadoo uh yeah the your your sexual deviant that you used to call yeah him. and i was so mad that's how long we've been doing this podcast i was so mad at him look and can an iron man streak is not something to fuck with you earned it it's hard also throwing two super bowl rings like he's not just some bum who's hanging around and hanging around uh so Eli's first non-start uh, to end his Ironman streak was McAdoo benching him and putting in Geno Smith. The whole world, the whole NFL world shat on him for doing this, and they reversed the decision the next week Eli played. And Geno was outspoken, being like, yo, you guys aren't at practice. Like, I am the better quarterback right now. Like, 
And he even came, he had an interview with the athletic a couple of years ago um, or someone just talking about the same thing, how they basically just gave up on him. Also the jets gave up on him and now he's the best quarterback he's ever been. And both New York teams don't have an actual NFL quarterback. And I'm including Daniel Jones in that conversation. All right. So yep. Seattle's banged up. Yep. There's a lot of money rolling in on the New York giants. I don't know why Seattle was minus one and a half last week, but you got New York betters, New Jersey betters who love New York giants as a home dog. Thursday to Monday, bro. Thursday to Monday. We just saw the Eagles look fresh, rested, game planned. They had a miracle comeback and then jumped ship to San Fran, got their shit pushed in. Now you got, like I said, the most amount of rest without a bye week, Thursday to Monday, at home. I, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. Well, guess what? Seattle won their Super Bowl in that building. A little nostalgia. So my gold pick is three for three this season. All hey. right. And two, well, of those, preview? Two, of those preview? Gold, two of those gold picks have been the Seattle Seahawks. I didn't Whoa. know I was such a Seahawk fan, but I'm loving them on the spread. They are going to be on my podium. And if this was a Star Wars episode, it would be the revenge of Geno Smith. All right. And uh, also, it's going to be on my teaser which is geographically based. You know, I'll just give you the teaser right now. First bet of the episode. All right. Knock it dead, bro. The New York, the New York, New York tour, New York, New York. We're we're teasing the Kansas city chiefs from, from 10. All right. Down to three and a half. And we're going to tease the Seattle Seahawks from plus one and a half up to eight, which is gorgeous. All right. The downtown teaser. You just gave it two names, Jeff. Okay, New York, New York. New York, New York. There it is. The New York, New York teaser. We we won the Wild Wild West teaser. We won the Border Cities teaser. We won the Potomac River teaser. All right? You've got each of them, the teams represented in the geographic region you've bet against. You do know this is the theme. Whatever. You're taking both visiting teams at MetLife. You claim Seattle and Vegas weren't in the West last week and it won. So even this dispute is getting lucky. No, I think that I made it clear that the Pacific Northwest is different. It's still wild. It's still West. And Jimmy Garoppolo still sucks. All right. Pittsburgh Steelers made me a lot of money this week. So I jumped on yours. I didn't tease the the um, I went with a Canada Day teaser. You inspire not a teaser. I just did a Canada Day parlay. I did the Lions and the Seahawks money lines. Oh, I thought, you know, that that also would have worked as the Pittsburgh Steelers money line and the Ohio State money line with uh, Coach Day and Coach Canada. By the way, college football is amazing right now as well. Yeah, uh, Ohio State-Notre Dame game coming down to the last second. It's Notre Dame's own fault, okay? They had a chance yeah. to end that game. Yeah, get, make more of an effort to get that first down and don't give the ball back to Ohio State. I just thought they just thought their defense was going to shut down Jason Day's offense. They really need to, um, you know, I'm looking at, what's his name? Sam Hunt there? Hartman. Hartman. They, they really got to put an age limit on the college game now. Yeah, right? he's he's like 40. No, it's, it's, it's too much. You know, 25. It's, you know, you had a bad year, busted leg, trans. 
Let's cap it at 25. Why? Why? You can't play college football anymore. Why? What do you mean why? What do you mean why? Why? Just because you don't like it? The guy's getting an education. He's not, didn't get drafted as a player. I didn't say kick him out of school. I know. It's the beard, too. He just looks, he looks really old. It's competitive imbalance. How about this? You want two words? Competitive imbalance. Why don't we just let, let him play? year old versus a 28-year-old. Let him play, but make him shave. All right? <laughs> just so we all feel better about it. Uh, speaking right. about feel better, I had a feel better moment where a take on this show is now being shared around the world. Of course, the call we're talking about, Jeff, is the L.A. Chargers going for it on fourth down in their own territory, protecting a lead. We all saw it. Everybody's freaking out about it. They got away with it, so it's already kind of buried, if you will. If you didn't see it, folks, it was fourth and one on their own 24-yard line with uh, basically enough time left in the game against the Vikings. They're up four points. Two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. If they get the the first down, it's over. However, it's on their own 24-yard line, and they're up four points. All right? Punt it. <laughs> punt it. So he didn't punt it, and he's made countless questionable calls, going for it, not going for it, two-pointers. And I just said somebody on his sideline needs to just go up and headbutt this guy and like make it like a good fella scene, like Joe Pesci, blood everywhere. Hey, buddy, you got the message? And now Keyshawn Johnson was sitting on one of those morning couches, and he's like, honestly, bro, I would have just straight up and headbutted him. I'd be like, pow, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? You think Brian Cox would have had this type of a... Anyway, he started throwing out some old names that it just wouldn't have fly. Um, I can't believe it. I can't believe what... And there's a lot of going for two. It paid off in Green Bay, so now you're going to see more people with these idiotic calls there was there was there was like there was a bunch of weird decision decision making by coaches uh cuz Minnesota almost outdid poor coaching uh of San Diego by wasting 20 seconds to have a huddle with the clock running from the fucking like 10 yard line uh and then they throw the interception on the first play they end up getting one play instead of like they had time for they could have spiked it and ran three plays. Instead, they just wasted 20 seconds, ran one, interception, Vikings are 0-3. I'm so surprised because even these young coaches, as we say in quotations, like the, the Vikings and the Chargers and these next-gen guys, they're not, like, younger than us. So how did they grow up on this analytic football? You know, just because they're on, they were on the front edge of it, it's... I think it's contradictory to what they really grew up watching football. Like they're trying to change it with this. If you, and if, you're want, if you're wondering, analytics apparently said that if they that that play gave gave, gave them an 86 percent chance to win, and punting it gave them an 82 percent chance to win. And you know what I say to that? Fuck you, punt it. Okay. Uh, but on the other side of the coin, uh. I, like this is just analytics on steroids with some sort of weird peanut butter. Cause uh, Josh McDaniels decides to kick a field goal yeah. instead, instead of going for it on fourth and four inside the seven yard line against the Steelers when they're down eight points. 
And he's like, oh, we, we're, we're going to need multiple possessions anyway. Like, what the fuck kind of Spanglish is that? All right, you're down eight. Okay? You, you don't believe in your quarterback. I get it. Neither would I. Six picks for your boy Jimmy G. All right? If he wasn't beautiful, he'd be benched. I said it first. I don't think it matters anymore, man. That was that cost me my organic over. Uh, Raven or Raiders just tripping themselves up. They're a bad home. team, man. How like look, they're one and two. Okay. How good does that one point victory over the Broncos look now? You know what I mean? Wow. They ain't scoring a lot of points, and there's teams putting up points on the Broncos. Hey, speaking of the Broncos, we got another look who's talker out and about Funzo. A.K.A. Hernzo at Soldier. Christian, the, going to, to Chicago. Okay, don't get too excited. It's the worst game in the history of the NFL. It's still going to be amazing. It's the Denver Broncos at the Chicago Bears. <laughs> the desperation will be seeping through. I bet you it'll be a gorgeous day. Yeah. I bet you, yeah. Denver loses by 50 points next week. Three and a half point road favorite. Fucking, it's a weird game. Who's got the greater end of season motivation? The Bears or the Broncos? That's a who's going to come. One of them's coming out flat again. I think they're both coming out hard. Okay, like I don't think motivation will be a problem. They're both winless. All right, you like there's a lot of jobs on the line here. You're going to have mass effort. I'm not saying that effort's going to put together good football. Couldn't disagree more. I think one team's going to get infinitely worse, while one team just sort of. Takes a breather for a half a second. I got I got some advice to all of our Lucas talkers out there. All right. Okay. Bet on other bet on other football games. Stay the fuck away from this one. <laughs> Good stuff. Hey, I you just lost by 50 points. Now you're a four-point road fave. What the, what fuck? the fuck, Vegas? Yeah. I'm I got props in that game. First of all, staying away from Bears receivers for probably the season. Um, but I'm all over Cortland Sutton props. I'm kicking myself because prop of the day, I was deciding between Cortland Sutton, three and a half catches, or DJ Moore, three and a half catches, and I just figured for sure the Bears are going to be losing and they'll need to throw it, right? Because that's how you not lose. But the Bears are like, oh, yeah? Fuck you, Jeff. Okay? We're down 21. We're going to run for three yards on third and 10 because fuck winning. And shout out to Taylor. You, you figure like some of the Bears want to play better. We got Swift, like T. T Sweezy. They're they they were like they were like the Washington Generals. <laughs> they were that was the laydown. That was that that was a dispiriting moment. Well, you know what was a good spiriting moment? Okay, shout out to the Dolphins, classic win. But uh, either, because the Dolphins kicked the Broncos' ass so much, a very underreported ass kicking. Very impressive. Bills on the road in yeah. Washington. Uh, what was it, 38-3? It was a thorough destruction of the Commanders. Fucking right, man. They look great. And, and, uh, and the tough Commanders are Wayne Day, Wendy. It's a good team. A lot of, like, well-coached. Uh, anyway. I- I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get a late rally to the Ralph here. I'm feeling like game of the week. Super jacked, 1 p.m. old school fever pitch vibes. Like Bills, this is everything dollars. else past this is prime time. It's four o'clock. It's nighttime. It's different weather. It's it's this is everything, man. This is like 
the biggest 1 p.m. Because they don't, anyway, I'm super, I'm trying to get a late rally right out of Centennial leaving Sunday morning. If anybody wants to roll with, we'll buy ticks on the ride down. Um, you think they blew their load, the Dolphins, 70 points? I mean, they were running with a backup. It's not like they were digging deep into their playbook. They were running off powers <laughs> for a quarter and a half. It was a fucking track meet. I don't know. It's it wasn't put this way. It wasn't phony. It wasn't fugazi. Like they got a great running game. They got two of the fastest running backs in the league. They got Tyreek Hill, and you know, it, it, there's nothing fake about what the Dolphins are doing. They got speed. They're well coached. Now, what happens when you go up against a better team? Like they they only beat the Patriots by, you know, not fifty. Okay, <laughs> like so. You know, what I do like is that the the Bills got some serious respect from Vegas, from the Sharps in Vegas, from the handicappers in Vegas, because when the whole world shat on them after the Jets, their Super Bowl odds barely, barely moved. And here we are. The Dolphins look like the best offense since the 07 Patriots. And they are still three-point underdogs to the Buffalo Bills at home. Okay, and it's not the winter. This is in December where the Bills would obviously have an advantage to it has looked horrible uh, in Buffalo. That's definitely his worst team. He smokes the Patriots. He he loses to the Bills. However, it's going to be a gorgeous day in Orchard Park. This isn't a windy snowstorm in early December. So it's a great time for the Dolphins to be coming up to play the Bills. However, uh, it's going to be a slobber knocker, bro. I'm pumped. I'm not going to pick the game on Picks. Uh, but I'll, I'll have bills, you know, kind of on some smaller fun parlays. But with any serious money, too tough to call. These are two great teams, oh and it's going to be God. a barn burner. 25 degrees, sunny, Gorgeous. no wind. Yeah. Sunday at the Ralph. Oh. Oh, whoa. 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 Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, you are, like, you're slow. I think everybody needs to, this is the game of the week, and I said it like that for sure, but um, this is really just kind of put your dick on the table kind of game. I think this game on the standings really means way less because I think the AFC was way overhyped. There is a lot of jacks. You, you, gun to your head, you take in Jacksonville? Of course not. Yeah, You know, you got the Clippers or the Clippers, the fucking Chargers. By the way, ever since they took up the LAC, it's been nothing but a jinx. Like the Clippers are the most inept basketball team in the planet. Besides the Washington Generals, I guess, if I'm making, must be told. <laughs> um, Tennessee, <laughs> not world beaters. I mean, we like them, but they ain't world beaters. Yeah, Ravens yeah. look old, look tired for whatever reason. A lot of times the Ravens look fucking tired. I don't know if they're practicing too hard with the Harbaugh thing, like you said. Bengals, sure, nice win, but, you know, a lot of step-back predictions there. T- tell me who. So this, you got the Bills, you got the Dolphins, you got the Chiefs, and then you got basically the rest. Really only the Jets and Raiders, if you want to call in. But Bengals with a healthy borough are going to be tough to stop in the playoffs. Like they just that's a tough out. All right. We had them last year and they smoked us. Now Josh sounds like Josh like like uh importance in the standings this game is Well, here's the thing. It's a measuring stick game, not a standing game. It's not a 
here's the thing. If you like the Dolphins or Bills to win the Super Bowl, okay? For instance, I like the Bills. Uh, I think it's almost time to make a futures bet on them. However, if you think they're going to win, if, if if you think the Bills are going to win this week, bet on the bet on take them at plus 900 or you can find them at plus 1000 in some places, plus 900 to win the Super Bowl now. Because if they beat the Dolphins, especially if they beat them handily, that will go to plus 600 quick, plus 700, plus 600. If you like the Dolphins, bet them now. If you think the Dolphins are going to win this weekend, bet them now. They're plus 1,100 to win the Super Bowl. Because whichever team wins this game, will their odds will significantly change. Now, if you think the Bills are going to lose this game, but, but still like them to win the Super Bowl, fucking wait. All right? I think they're going to win this game, and uh, it won't be on my Hugh picks. Just, you're not picking against the Dolphins. The team just put up 70. I generally have a rule. If an NFL team puts up 70 points, I don't bet against them the next week. All right? couple rules. I'm also staying away from the Giants and Huck. All right. I am officially staying away from the Titans for a little while. They let me down, bud. Do you think they're talking quarterback change over in Tennessee? Because I'm almost there. I've been um, there for a while. <laughs> You've been there for a while? The Tannehill jersey has been put out to pasture. Derrick Henry, man. What? Uh, t- 10 carries? Give him the fucking ball. It's Give a- him the fucking ball. Really? Look, you not you have no throwing offense right now. Let him do his not thing. enough. I wonder if he's hurt or something. I don't even think he can get hurt. He's such a beast. They've been um they've been behind. Their win came from behind. They they haven't been able to execute. Yeah, no, they, right. They haven't been the same since they traded AJ Brown. They traded AJ Brown, they lost something, you know? And Vrabel knew it. That's why he walked out of the draft room. That's why he slowly got the GM fired as AJ Brown had like an all pro year last year. Anyway. Uh, all right, let's get into our picks because it is an exciting, exciting week four. Um, we talked to survivor briefly. I am about 80% taking the Kansas city chiefs. I don't see just here's a problem. All right. The Kansas city chiefs are going to score points. I know the jets are pretty good defense, but uh, it's Sunday night football. The, 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 the Chiefs offense is healthy, and I'm I'm confident that uh, the Kansas City Chiefs can score 24 points. All right? I don't think the Jets and Zach Wilson are going to score 14 on, uh, on the Kansas City Chiefs defense, which is one of their very, very intriguing defense. So, uh, yeah, Chris Jones and company, Sunday Night Football, New York City. I'm... 80 90 percent leaning on the Chiefs. I don't want to pick against Josh Dobbs, but picking San Francisco, San Francisco this week is probably a good week. I, I feel like there's a lot of professional survivor players who literally like saved this game, saved the Niners for this game uh, against Arizona, but probably not expecting Arizona to kind of look so good. Now, you could argue that it's nice to see them beat Dallas and kind of like have that big win. So now San Fran can kind of like take it a little more seriously in practice and whatnot, not overlook it. Huck, who are you leaning towards for Survivor, bud? I don't know yet. I haven't I haven't figured it out yet, but that San Fran pick sounds pretty safe to me. <laughs> right? It does. It does. It does. Anyway, uh, good luck. Uh, we also got, oh, we got Touchdown Survivor going on. Uh, I haven't checked the results this week, but here I'll read you the guys that are left. Uh, okay. We got Graham Lindsay. 
Uh, Agent James Duhamel, shout out. Uh, Joey Krampa, Craig Waits, and Braley Peon, as well as Andrew Bedford, our boy Betty, a.k.a. Wazo. All right, I haven't checked your answers yet. I'll put out a big thing on Instagram to see how many people of you guys survive. We have one, two, three, four, five, six. Six guys left. All right, Touchdown Survivor. Shout out to Storyteller Beverages, giving away five cases of booze uh, to whoever wins Touchdown Survivor. And we've got six six guys going into week three. I got to check their answers and uh, see how we've got guys left. we got going into week four. All right. Uh, yeah, my gold and silver pick were the Patriots or Seahawks minus five and a half and the Patriots minus three. Thanks to that safety, the Pats covered. So my gold and silver are red hot and picks are looking pretty good. Uh, weird, Mike, you, you gave away the Lions last week. That was I a did. win. It was that Seahawk win at Detroit's also looking more impressive now. All right. The Detroit's a good team. Um, I think Atlanta laid the egg and I really saw that coming. I don't really think Detroit did a lot at all. I watched six, a lot of that six game. Sacks then the, the eight, eight, no, hey, hey, no, they're playing tough D. What, yeah, I mean, playing. like, I mean, like moving the ball and stuff like it I'm was a win. The, the, the Detroit Lions haven't had a great day defense while I've been alive. So it's kind of interesting for me to watch, you know. I, I saw that as an Atlanta getting two razor thin wins at home, and you know, just first road game. Now they go to Wembley. Is that making your board the first London game? Pip pip. It is on my board. Yep. Ah, okay. Knock them dead, kiddo. All right. Uh, giddy up. Q picks. You. As I mentioned before, we are 11-6-1 for the season. 11 wins, 6 losses, 1 tie. All right, my last two gold picks have been the Seattle Seahawks. Not this week. All right. (laughs) My gold pick, I'm taking the New England Patriots plus 7 at the Dallas Cowboys. I want this before it goes down to 6.5. It started at 8. It has been coming down with money coming on the Patriots. All right. I got Ezekiel Elliott. Had actually a pretty good week last week. 86 yards on the ground. Coming back for revenge in the Jerry Dome. Also knows the entire offense inside and out. All the blocking schemes. Also, Cowboys are struggling without him. Blocking. Um, I don't think Tony Pollard's necessarily that like every down back. There, there's, uh, you know, Ron. there was Ron Dane and Tiki Barber, a.k.a. Thunder and Lightning with the old New York Giants. I think that... Uh, you know, this lightning of Tony Pollard's missing the thunder that was Ezekiel Elliott. Also, like the Patriots coming off a win. They don't want to go back to what losing feels like in Foxborough. So I just feel like, look, Mac Jones and Dak Prescott, pretty similar quarterbacks. All right. They both don't have a gun. They both are somewhat accurate. And they're both not that mobile, but they can kind of shift around. And they got good players around them. So I don't like necessarily the Pats to win, but Bill Belichick is really, really good at mistake-free football. So I don't think the Patriots are going to do anything to just give the ball to the Dallas Cowboys, and they're going to have to grind it out. And I don't think Coach Mike McCarthy is going to cover seven points in a grinded-out game against Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Gold pick, I'm taking the Patriots plus seven. Keep this game close as a scheme. Uh, just stay within striking distance and try to get a pick off Dak in the fourth quarter. 
But uh, yeah, Dallas wins last second field goal, 24-21. All right, silver pick. I am taking the Seattle Seahawks and the revenge of Geno Smith. All right, they are plus one and a half. I'm gonna, I like them to win the game. I'm gonna tease them up to eight. But uh, look, right now, the Seahawks are a much better football team. Yep, they got some injuries. Uh, they're, you know, seven starters out, possibly two more. But uh, but Geno's playing, okay? And the Giants have shown me nothing. They got their comeback win against the Arizona Cardinals that almost didn't work. And uh, their offense is sputtering right now. Daniel Jones got paid. And when you pay guys that are under-talented, they go back to the baseline talent. All right? The overachieving is gone. He's got the bag. His grandkids are going to be rich. And I just feel like when this happens in the, in the real world of the NFL, people change. And Daniel Jones, I'm not saying I don't know anything about him. But just the way that he's playing right now does not look like a guy who's playing for his career because his career just got made, you know, an average NFL salary now. It's $125 million guaranteed for a starter. That's what Baker's playing for. Anyway, I don't like the Giants. Uh, Saquon Barkley, high ankle sprain. Looks like he's not going to play again. I got him in fantasy, I know. Uh, If he does play, won't be 100%. And I just think Seattle's rolling right now. Impressive, impressive start of the season. And that Rams loss isn't looking as bad anymore because the Rams aren't that bad. So, division game two. I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks. And if the rest of the team's a little tired, a little banged up, Geno Smith is going to remind both New York teams in New York on Monday Night Football that they should have kept him because he'd be way better than either starter they have right now. And he knows it. The Revenge of Geno Smith, silver pick. All right, my bronze pick. All right, I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars minus three in London. All right, this is Jacksonville. Beautiful, beautiful time to go to London right now, okay? Uh, they've done this trip a, a bunch, including like these guys, like like Lawrence and company. These guys have done this trip a bunch of times. They get beat handily by Houston at home, so they're not going to overlook the Falcons. All right, it's time to get them. They need this W. And I just think Desmond Ritter, A, not impressed with him as a quarterback yet. And his ability, I think, you know, just, he doesn't doesn't have a gun. I think Trevor Lawrence gets back on track. Everyone's kind of shitting on the Jaguars right now. That's why we're getting him a cheap line. If they beat Houston, this is three and a half, four, maybe even four and a half. And I just don't... Atlanta had the type of win or the type of loss in Detroit where it's like, okay, like, what are we doing? Like, we, 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 we're bad at scoring football points right now. And if it wasn't for that comeback win against the Packers, they'd be, I just feel like there's doubt in that locker room. And especially, and we got young Desmond Ritter. He, he hasn't lost a home game since high school. Okay. This isn't a home game. This is the farthest road game of his career. And, uh, I think Atlanta's going to struggle. Young team, you know, rookies, whatever, going over to London, coming off a loss in Detroit. Just a bad, I think I think Jacksonville can't wait to get to London, go to their favorite restaurant, get a good night's sleep, and then go kick the Falcons' ass in front of kind of their home crowd. I'll take the Jags, minus three. Uh, they win by six. All right, fourth pick. I'm taking the L.A. Chargers, minus five and a half. Because the Raiders suck. All right. And in case you missed Sunday Night Football, the Raiders suck. Everyone except Devontae Adams. It's so weird. 
Okay, I had this props ticket. I just needed Hunter or uh, uh, Austin Hooper to get 15 yards receiving. He's the LA. He's the Las Vegas Raiders tight end. Do you know how much? He, do you know how often he was open? Like every down. And Jimmy's just throwing it away or trying to hit Devontae. He also, he's not protecting his receivers because he doesn't throw it hard enough. No, he almost, he's not. He's he almost not. killed Devontae Adams. Okay? And Devontae was pissed. All right? It's not often you see a guy go for 12 catches, a buck 75, and not mention his quarterback at all. All right? Because he threw a suicide pass for all the hockey players up there that... Tom Brady's talked about. He's like the quarterbacks in this league today have to do, have to do a better job protecting their receivers. You can't just throw them into car crashes. That's exactly what Jimmy did to Garoppolo. He's not looking at his tight end. He's not looking at Hunter Renfro, who's open on every down. Jimmy's just not seeing the field right. Now he's a concussion protocol. Uh, give me the Chargers, whose offense is not Fugazi. Their coach is weird. Okay, Their defense is not great, but... The uh, the Raiders are worse than we think they are, and I think the Chargers are a little better than we think they are. Justin Herbert's amazing, okay? This guy's completed 95% of his passes against the Vikings. The, the Chargers offense is going to score points, and I have no confidence the Raiders will. So that's a big spread. I'll take it, though. Chargers minus 5.5. All right, my fifth pick. I am taking... Yeah, yeah. Fifth pick. I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals minus 2.5 against Hux Titans. I just think that the Bengals kind of found something in the second half. Uh, even though it was kind of mostly just the Chase-Burrow connection, just finally connecting that this season is a big part of their offense. Also, Joe Mixon got going a little bit, and their pass rush, okay? The Titans have the worst O-line in the league, and Cleveland just made them look silly. And I just think, did, did, did you watch Monday Night Football? All right, the Cincinnati Bengals can rush the passer. Ryan Tannehill's less athletic than Stafford. And, uh, you know, even if they give the ball to Henry 25 times, I just don't think they're going to score enough points. Minus two and a half is beautiful. So if it was four and a half, five, I'd stay away. Okay. But I'll take the Bengals minus two and a half on the road to get to two and two in a very tough AFC North, as Weird Mike mentioned. All right. And my last pick, I am taking. The Baltimore Ravens plus three. All right. I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens plus three at the Cleveland Browns. I just think this is a good number for the Ravens. Plus three. Uh, the Browns beat up on the Titans and looked pretty good doing it. I just think it's pretty easy to look good against the Titans right now. So I'm not giving that uh, that win too much credit. I mean, and I just think and Baltimore lost uh, at home to the Colts. I just don't think that good teams are going to lose twice in a row uh, when they don't have to. And this is a division game. Doesn't feel like it's going to be heavily one-sided. So I'm getting the plus three. I feel like, sure, if it's a push, it's a push. But this number's wrong. I feel like it should be one and a half. Baltimore's been kicking Cleveland's ass for 10 years. So... I just I think it's a good spot. Ravens a little bounce back game. If they had smoked the Colts, then you know maybe maybe the Browns there. But I like the Ravens coming off a loss. And I just like Lamar's ability to run the ball. And I think after watching the tape against that Colts game, they had so many chances to win that fucking game, and they didn't. And I just think Lamar's going to take this into his own, take this game into his own hands a bit. He had two touchdowns. 
and ran for a lot of yards in the first half against the Colts. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that. Uh, and they'll have the lead in this game a lot. So that plus three will be cake by the fourth quarter. All right, those are my picks. Gold pick, Patriots plus seven. Silver pick, the Seattle Seahawks. My Seattle Seahawks. The third week in a row, taking a plus one and a half in the revenge of Geno Smith. Bronze pick, across the pond, I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars minus three. I'm taking the LA Chargers minus five and a half at home to the Raiders who suck. I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals minus two and a half on the road in Tennessee and the Baltimore Ravens plus three on the road in Cleveland. Giddy up. So, ignoring the stadium swap over that's been a theme, you know, the Raiders will be playing their first home game of the year this week. They were at Denver, they were at Buffalo. They were at Pittsburgh on Sunday night with those terrible towels. Their defense has no turnovers, and they lead the league. They, they lead the league in interceptions. All I'm saying is that some home cooking is sure. maybe what they need. This okay. game could be this game could be played an aircraft carrier. Herbert's going thirty for forty with three touchdowns. Jimmy Garoppolo won't finish the game. You heard it here first. Yeah, and maybe somebody headbutts Staley. I just think six is a lot there for a division game and a home yeah, game. Yo, I hear you. It's Raider takeover. But here's the thing. Vegas didn't do that on purpose. Like, they know what they're doing. They don't. Yeah. They like money. These handicappers gave you five and a half because the whole world would have taken them at three or three and a half. You know, I can't wait for it's it's like Jim Nance, Tony Romo, super boner, Pats at Dallas. You got to figure they're yeah. at that game, right? Uh, yeah, it would be a CBS game because the road team is the carrier, right? So, yeah, yeah that's so, CBS. And that's, um, I can't wait to, uh, Romo, that batchy. He'll be on Dallas, Nance on Bell. Anyway, I like the pick. I think Zeke's revenge is uh, is a thing. I think it will be a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. I, it's a thing. I picked up I picked up uh, Zeke in fantasy just because Saquon's still up. Uh, that, that's the last time I'll talk fantasy, but. Zeke's going to have a big fucking game, and they know the playbook. All right? Dallas is weird because I feel like nobody – there's so much self-doubt with Dallas. Also, like, like game, gamesmanship here. Patriots signed Will Greer, uh, the former third yeah, yeah. third quarterback from Dallas two weeks ago just to basically get the playbook for this game. No, Greer. Will Greer's a fucking – no, no, maybe. He, he can He's play too. I, I, no, I like Greer. Yeah. That's uh, West Virginia, right? Mountaineers. Yeah, he um, he was super pissed. They signed Trey Lance, and in the final preseason game, had like five hundred and forty yards. Yeah, he, he played great. Six <laughs> touchdowns. He's like, "Fuck you." So, I like that. Um, that's my favorite pick of the week for sure. Is your goal? I think it will go four and zero, oh, and the Pats are definitely worth a little money line sprinkle. Sure, but you can you know just totally. I'll take totally. the seven. You can tease it if you okay, want. Okay, w- weird pick. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? On the year, spread pick one and five. Organic overs, two and one. And I will start with the organic over because it came to light during your Hugh picks. Wembley, overseas. The Dirty Birds just dropped a six spot. Didn't even get in the end zone. Jags tripping up. Get the fuck out of Dodge. The wind under the sails. 
Over Wembley, 43 and a half, low number. How many oh, times man. do you wake up to a fucking gong show in London of a game, <laughs> right? There's a reason they put those games out there. They want it to be fuck soup. They it's want nice. the pick six. They want the punt return. It's going to happen there. Over Wembley, 43 and a half, two good offenses that sort of been and Jags are pissed, right? So. I like it a lot. The organic over at Wembley to start your NFL Sunday. And kicking off the pick, I think this is... Remember, I got back on Monday night, folks. That Cincinnati weird Mike smash was was good for the soul. You know, I landed my counterpunch. It's spooky season. You know what October 1st is? It's Halloween. Correction, it's October 1st. Start of Halloween season. Spooky season. We're going to the Pulp Whistleblowers. Who dat? We got the Saints minus three versus that Batty Baker and the Bucks, who were exposed on Monday Night Football. We got the angry Pulp Whistleblowers after blowing a ridiculous lead. 17-0 versus a team that didn't even move the ball. I don't care if Derek Carr's out. Give me famous Jameis, hashtag free Jameis against his old team. Give me that. That's what I want badly. With a motivated D, that's what's good about good Ds. Losses don't really stink around. It's tough for Ds to let that go. Even though there was some coaching there too and the guy missed the kick, they still got it back. Um I see Tampa Bay as two and two and at the quarter pole and somewhat content. Okay. Baker took some wild shots on Monday. There were some, you know, Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox were mowing down the Bucks offensive line. It looks like a team that's somewhat content for whatever reason. I see a fucking beatdown, maybe a bagel for the Bucks. You know, like a like a 20 to 3. Something stupid, something ugly. Um, Bucks D's got some pride. Saints aren't, you know, world beaters on offense. We know that. Look for a thorough domination, whistle to whistle. Uh, either a Tampa Bay mistake early to make it out of hand the whole way, or a Tampa Bay mistake late for an easy cover. That's where I see this game. Easy. Spooky season in New Orleans, Lafayette Cemetery. Whistles on their head. The Popes. I fucking love it. Biggest spread bet of the year coming for Weird Mike. Famous Jameis. Free Jameis. Free Jameis. Remember when we... (laughs) What a weirdo. He came in and uh, I feel bad for him because Buddy makes the kick. He's got the locker room, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Make the kick. Jameis starting next week. Give Derek Carr, let him get healthy. You know, newsflash, folks, he ain't going to be healthy the rest of the season. That That's an AC joint injury to his right throwing shoulder. I'm by the way, I'm not an expert in a lot of stuff. OK, like a flyboard pretty good. Sometimes I can talk stuff at events and I am your official shoulder injury coordinator for your sports NFL betting. As soon as I saw what happened, literally watching Red Zone, I looked right over at Steve-O and I'm like, yeah, his shoulder popped up. Yep. Uh, he gone. He done for the game. And that's bad for an old quarterback 
who are also has injured that shoulder before. So I'd expect to see a lot of Jameis Winston. So this isn't going to be just like a one week thing. I think Jameis is now thinking like, yo, this is my year. And this could be my start to my year facing my old team. I like that. Hang up a big dub, maybe an alt line. Ooh. You like that. And I got the, the Jags and the sprinkle. Let's go. I, see, I got the Jags overseas, a de facto home game. We got Robinson and Ritter, newbies overseas. Maybe they didn't go home. Big week for the Falcons. Again, still a winning record. Corderell Patterson, for what it's worth, is kind of what makes that offense go. I, I don't know. Like, he, he still got the game breaking. He's the security blank? I, I don't know. Without him in the lineup, they're much worse. So... I like the Jags in some uh, mini desperation. People are going to start bailing. That was an embarrassing loss. The yep. survivor slaughter, like you said. I think minus three is a short price for a, for a team that's got some. I'll be interested to see how many Dirty Bird fans are overseas. Bro, there was, a com- there was a comeback brewing there, like Jacksonville, Houston. Yeah, there and was. then the heaviest punt return for a touchdown. Or Sorry, the heaviest kickoff return for a touchdown in history. All right. The up back. The up back. The up back. That guy is the heaviest man to ever return a kick for a touchdown. I believe. I heard that on Lombardi's show. I think that was, a, I mean, I think yeah, it's a real they, fact. they were legit. They were. So that legit. went from seven to 14 and it was over. Yeah. Deflated the air. Even they showed Lawrence on the sideline and he was like, What? Is that the up back? Yeah. Like, one of those. Is that put the head up? And <laughs> anyway, weird pick. Jag sprinkle minus three Wembley across the pond and a heavy supersized spooky season smash on the Saints of New Orleans. Oh, when the Saints go marching in. Talk about it. Oh, when I'm the here Saints for it. Go marching. Gentlemen, ladies, she bros, bros. Thanks for listening. I love you. Stick tight. It's not time to fade. Hashtag don't fade yet. Hashtag don't fade. Weird Mike. On Weird Mike, guys. Yeah. He'll tell you when. He'll tell you when, if it's time. But uh, And if if I don't tell you, others will tell you. (laughs) Yeah. Spooky season super smash, Huck. I don't know if you saw that, but that's a a nice tile. Um, Love that. All right, folks. Um, Shoot us DMs, by the way. Send me the picks that you're that you're liking. All right. What's your lock of the week? What's your su- spooky season super smash? Send it in to Hughes Talking via DM. I'll post it and talk about it uh, all week this week. All right. Uh, let's have some fun on social media. Remember to follow us at Hughes Talking. Uh, remember, if you're not following or subscribe to our podcast, that really does help us. So do us a favor. And if you're just downloading it independently each week, press the follow or subscribe button. Okay, you're just going to get a fucking notification that uh, when our when our new episodes pop up and it looks good when we have more subscribers. So thank you. Also, big shout out to Team LTD providing the prizing for our pick. Look who's talking pick six contest. For the sixth year in a row, Team LTD shop.com. We love you guys. And I'm going to read out just uh, the top top guys here. Look who's talking pick six. Brian Hiller, my homie from HOC, lives out on the West Coast uh, from Vancouver. Brian Hiller, 15 and three, tied with Buffalo Mark at 15 and three. Boys, nice fucking picks. We got Dewey. Dewey, uh, coming up on the big 40. Agent 
James Duhamel, if you're looking for a real estate mogul, all right. Uh, 14 and four alone in second place. We got McGarry 13 and five bluesy 27. You sound sexy 13 and five. We got parlay, babe. Great name. Um, 12 and six tied with me at 12 and six tied with Joe Meaford at 12 and six and Dom to bomb 12 and six Betty, uh, Bedford 12 and six Kinger 12 and six Alex Harris 12 and six. And that pretty much rounds it out. Oh, Huck Media, you're right there, 11 and 7 with uh, Matt Harris, No Reason Flowers, Subi, Huck Media. And uh, then we got the Beck guys, Maybach, Gunner, Hernsey at 10 and 8. Giddy up, guys. We're Our look who's talkers are picking fucking good. Anyway, except for like a couple people. We're 70% of our look who's talkers are over 500 right now. Point spread. Love that. Smart people, smart money. Um, yeah, again, I don't know why the Seahawks are a dog. They're the much better football team. I think it's just based on these injuries, but I don't think any of the injuries are enough to necessarily sway the line. And the revenge of Geno Smith will be real. And they'll be talking about it. And you'll be like, when the, when the game's closing out and it's 21 or call it 23, 17 Seahawks, and they're talking about how Geno Smith, you know, Geno Smith actually played for the Giants and Jets, and both teams gave up on him. Well, here he is. Probably should have kept him. He was unstoppable at West Virginia. We've been talking a lot of West Virginia football here today. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining our contest. Thanks for listening. And uh, you got anything for Shut the Huck Up? Titans. Giddy up, folks. Uh, my official stay away game. I, I can't even say the Eagles, okay? Because the Eagles looked amazing. So I'm not going to tell you to stay away from the Eagles on your survivor pick. I think they do beat the, the Commanders. But it is a division game. There's probably easier games out there if you have San Fran and the Chiefs left. I'm just going to say stay away. Uh, yeah, stay away from the... I'm not betting against Josh Dobbs. I don't really have a stay away game yet because, uh, but I don't like, I'm not picking against Arizona this week. I think I'm going to go to the Chiefs. Anyway, giddy up, have fun, and we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot, folks. Go Bills. Yeah!